All right, guys, what is going on? Welcome to the KC Red Friday podcast where me and my dad talk about your Kansas City Chiefs every single Friday. And coming back on a on a pretty tough week uh, to be a Chiefs fan, huh? You know, this is what happened. Uh, just telling the whole story. So after a horrific first half, I mean, I can't remember um, any opening half of a game worse than that. I mean, it was awful. Uh, here's what happened. Wesley looks to me and's like, let's get ice cream. And I'm like, you know what we need to do? We need to drown our sorrows in a mm-hmm. bowl of ice cream. So at halftime, we went to the grocery store. We got ice cream. It was the best thing about the day was the ice cream. Yeah. It was not the Chiefs game. And then third quarter is about to start. I go to put the ice cream in the fridge or in the freezer, rather. And I open the freezer and everything's dripping. Our refrigerator broke. So I turned the second half on in the kitchen and I'm cleaning out our freezer. And by the fourth quarter, I was hardly even paying attention to the game because it was awful. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think, and I think we've said it a couple times this year already, but that was one of the worst games on both sides of the field that I've seen in a while. I mean, sure, it was only 27-3. Yes, a blowout kind of. Not like a blowout where they're scoring, you know, 50 points, 40 points. But it was just, it felt like a blowout. Like two, it was almost like you have JV or freshman high school team playing against, you know, Alabama or playing against, you know, the worst team in the NFL. It, right. it looked very, very mismatched. I mean, well, there were some positives or a positive we can take out. Uh, from the game but I think first just quickly I mean just focus on the negatives here Um, oh my which I mean obviously there's a lot number one struggling with I don't know the quickness of pass rushing on the edges on both sides both Orlando Brown and Mike Rimmers and Yang it was Mike Rimmers today looks like he's won the starting job uh, but I, I think we've discovered, and I saw on Twitter, I think Nick Jacobs tweeted it out, of Orlando Brown's combine score. Actually, it was Kent Swanson, excuse me. And uh, he tweeted out, athleticism matters. And if you look at Orlando Brown's, uh, picking on him a little bit today, uh, look at Orlando Brown's stats. They're awful in ath- yeah. athletics. I mean, oh, size, yeah. power, and all is great. But it's kind of a difficult uh chemistry that him and Mahomes have as Mahomes really likes to drift back escape the pocket a lot Mm -hmm. and that hurts him and Orlando Brown suffers against those quick uh pass rushers um that we've been facing every single game and are now you know in the majority of the good teams in the NFL we knew that Orlando Brown um was a question mark uh against speed because you know, when he was right tackle and then he rotated in some left tackle with the Ravens, he didn't have to worry about speed and hold blocks very long. I mean, we've said it before when we played the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, kind of a one read guy, and then he's out the pocket. So we knew there was going to be a little bit of transition. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up on Orlando Brown, yeah, but yeah. certainly he struggled the, in the interior of the offensive line. I mean, Trey Smith, who's been dominant, looked like a rookie 
on Sunday was not good at all. Yeah, it, it was it was a rough game for the O line, probably the worst of this, uh, well, easily the worst of their season. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, picking on our old boy Mahomes for the first time ever, I think. I know. He just, I don't know what it is. He just does not look comfortable. Last not year, he didn't look too comfortable. That's because the O line was terrible. But even when our O line has played well this season, he doesn't look comfortable. He's not getting his feet set. He's not getting, um, you know, up in the pocket. He's drifting back 10, 12 yards, which does not help guys like Orlando Brown. So, you know, not putting it all on Orlando Brown as Mahomes isn't helping. But I don't know. And we're missing wide open guys uh, because our feet aren't getting set by Mahomes, because we're not stepping up into the pocket. He's escaping the pocket too soon. And, you know, it's almost like maybe Mahomes plays better with a horrible offensive line. Like, obviously, <laughs> they didn't play well this game. But, um, man, it was bad. And, I mean, I know we had Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher both – Eh, pretty athletic l tackles, uh, not really too much power guys, can can kind of push those guys out to the edge. But I don't know what it is. Maybe we just play better with a terrible offensive line. I don't know what you think. Well, I mean, Super Bowl is a terrible offensive line. We saw what happened yeah. there. And I wonder if Mahomes has some, like, football PTSD, you know, from the Super Bowl. You know, they talk about the Super Bowl hangover. But I think there can be some real things happening just psychologically. Mm -hmm. Uh, that he hasn't recovered from yeah. and it's a new offensive line with with you know uh, well we had Niang he's out Rimmers is in Trey Smith's a rookie Creed Humphrey a rookie um, you know Orlando Brown is starting at a new position so we knew the offensive line had to gel but they have to gel also with Mahomes yep. uh, but I'm going to put some of it on the play calling some mm -hmm. of it's on Andy yep. I think some of it's Mahomes again trying to do too much trying to always push down the field and i think that andy needs to help out our offense yeah. by calling plays that take advantage of mm -hmm. two high safeties work in the middle of the field uh getting the ball out quick um now that's going to require our receivers to get separation mm -hmm. um but an andy can scheme up some of that kind of stuff yeah. it was nice to see um, I think it was an end around. Maybe it was the very beginning of the second half. Saw a little end around with Tyreek and yeah. trying to use that speed. And Andy's playbook is thick enough. I think that offensive coaching staff needs to just go to their whiteboard first and yep. wipe it clean mm -hmm. and and build something new that starts with some of the short and intermediate passes. Um, and then Mahomes will have his opportunity to take his shots downfield. But I think the plays are designed to go that way. And that's what defenses have yeah. been doing game after game. They're playing two uh, high safety. Sometimes they're playing three. Sometimes they're dropping back and playing quarters where it's mm -hmm. like four deep. And so we need to both in terms of offensive planning and an execution from Mahomes, work on the underneath stuff. And yeah. then that will open up the deep stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think on the offensive side of the ball, it's a combination of a ton of different things that we've experienced in the Mahomes era, but never at yeah. the same time. Exactly. Receivers are dropping the ball. Play calling is an excellent to beat what we're seeing. Mahomes is struggling with drifting back. Uh, receivers aren't getting separation. I mean, I think that's one of the bigger things that isn't really getting talked about. 
well, it is on the Twitter sphere, but I see a lot of <laughs> casual fans, you know, blaming Mahomes, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's no one to throw to a lot of the time. There's yeah. no one open when he's rolling out. You're exactly right, though. It's it's not one thing. Sometimes yeah. when our offense is struggling, we can point to one thing. But you're right. It's, it's all the bad things happening at one yep. time. I do, though, want to highlight the other bright spot uh, on uh, offense uh, from that game. Byron Pringle led all receivers uh, 73 yards, five catches, unfortunately no touchdowns. Uh, but he had a huge third down catch ready to go up and get that ball. Yep. Uh, Pringle's getting separation. And uh, I think Pringle and uh, uh, I think Pringle and Kelsey need to continue to be the focus there in the middle of the field. Yep. Let Hartman and Hill be your burners taking the top off. Um, but I think there should be some, I think Andy needs to scheme up some plays for Byron Pringle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, hope there, at least for me. And of course, Josh Gordon is going to come along. He had, unfortunately the ball go through his hands and then McCall Hardman. Yeah. He's still a burner, but that's two fumbles, two games in a row. Yeah. And you just got to clean that up. You just yeah. got to clean it up. I mean, we, they weren't as bad as, as it has been in the past, the turnovers, but we still turned over the ball, I think, three times or two times. Three turnovers, three, I three think. Three turnovers. Yeah, because Mahomes fumbled. Yeah, uh, Not Mahomes, securing the ball. Yeah. Again, trying to do too much. It, well, one, he needs to secure the ball when he's running, but two, he just needs to get down. Yeah. I mean, when you don't need to take hits. Um, he took that horrible hit. I did see that while I was cleaning out mm-hmm. the refrigerator. Um, I look up and there's Mahomes laying on the ground getting helped off the field. It's like yeah. he does it. He needs to, he just needs to go down and he needs to do a little Peyton Manning. You know, Manning would just like go into the fetal position yep. as soon as he saw pressure. But you know what? We want Mahomes to play for a long time. So, yeah, he needs to clean that up as well. Um, talking on the other side of the ball a little bit here, talking a little bit about the defense, you know, all of the talk going into this game was stopping Derrick Henry. And you know what? Uh, the rush defense was pretty good, led by uh, Nick Bolton, uh, who started for Hitchens as the Mike, and really, Bolton looked good. He led the team in tackles with 15, and he had he was shooting the gaps, uh, looking like Derek Johnson yeah. shooting the gap. Four tackles for loss. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, the, the run defense was good. Bolton looked good. Gay had that great uh, interception. He flashed. Thornhill uh, looked good. So there were some bright spots <laughs> on defense. Now, outside of that, the first half was horrific. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looked like the better quarterback. He was the better quarterback on the field on Sunday uh across the middle and getting our corners one-on-one thornhill i think he had what 10 or 11 straight completions Mm -hmm. he did anything he wanted to do yeah he 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 really did and he was able to pick apart our poor secondary i mean mike hughes is getting targeted every single game uh i still am confused on why he's out on the field if anywhere he needs to be in the slot if he's gonna play but Spags is going to do what Spags wants to do. Um, and well, Jerry Sneed got beat deep, yeah. you know, which is something we, you don't expect. We were hoping Sneed would take, you know, a step forward from what was a great rookie year, uh, but he he hasn't shown it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Ward was back. Traverius Ward was back, uh, but I saw him on a trainer's table working out that quad or hamstring. So he's still not a hundred percent. And then the big issue is pass rush, which doesn't exist. We are 32nd in the league, uh, in sacks. I don't know where we are in pressures. It ain't much better. Uh, there, there is no pass rush and I don't care if you got great corners. I mean, you have to have a pass rush. If you don't have a pass rush, you're going to let, quarterbacks just stand back there and do what they want to do there's yeah. no corner backfield that can that can do anything about that i think that's where it starts our our secondary isn't top tier never have said they're top tier i'm not even saying they're above average i think they're average a little below average however like you said if you have no pass rush a lot of times ryan Tannehill was standing back there for more than three you know three four five seconds clean yeah. pocket Yep. If that continues to happen where the Titans O-line had allowed like seven sacks week one against the Cardinals. Okay. So it, it, it's a terrible O-line. It's not good. Right. And we and we say it. It's like we say it every game. They had a backup left tackle. They had some injuries on the O-line. We say this every game. This is the game. No, I'm done claiming that the pass rush is ever going to do anything unless we bring in someone else. You – and I think – Veach, Reed, Spags, I think they knew that coming into the season. I think yeah. they thought the Chris Jones experiment was going to work out. It doesn't. It won't. I'm sorry. Never will. You don't pay someone that much money and switch positions, uh, you know, maybe a couple times a game, but don't switch positions where he's dominant. I think yeah. Jones is having the worst, worst season of his career because of what we did. We switched him. We knew coming into the season that was our hope. And that if that was our plan, if that was our plan to uh, you know, get to the get to the quarterback and we have a hobbled Frank Clark who's a shell of a man anymore. Um, again, you got your two people, you're paying a ton on defense on your D line. That's where all your money has gone. Right. And they're the I think they're the worst part of the uh worst part of the team. Uh and I thought yeah, it was going to no. be a string. Yeah, no, I mean, they have invested in linebacker. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, at their their young investments, they got second-round picks in Thornhill, uh, in Gay, and in Bolton. And I really wanted them to go after a pass rusher yeah. um, in or early in the draft. I mean, even first round, of course, we traded that away for Orlando Brown. Um, but we're, we're going to just have to invest. Yep. In, in young athletic pass rushers yep. on the edge, but that's the draft. Before yep. we get to the draft, <laughs> we do have a Monday night yeah. game against the New York Giants, and the two of us we're gonna be there. Yeah, we're gonna be there. We will be there high up in that stadium. <laughs> uh, not too high. Not not I too mean, high. We're upper deck, but I think we're like row nineteen. Yeah, and I always like if I can get. In the first 20 rows of the upper deck, that's the best. Actually, the best seat I ever had was front row of the upper deck in an end zone. Like row one of the upper deck is sweet. Yeah. But we've done too many games. We're like row 37, yeah. <laughs> row 38. Now that's way up there. Yeah. Row 19 is not too bad. But yeah, you had suggested in the off season, hey, let's, because uh, I wanted to go to the Bills game. Yeah. Glad we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you bad. said, let's go to the Giants game and tickets were cheaper. And I'm glad because um, this is going to be a big Monday night game. Monday night at Arrowhead is always rocking. Yeah. I think it will be rocking. 
And uh, I'm interested to see after a pitiful performance against the Titans, what do you think the Chiefs are going to look like on Monday night against the Giants? I mean, it's tough. You've got, you know, all these um, league guys on NFL, ESPN, all this, talking about how bad the Chiefs are. They're not going to make the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is terrible. He's the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. I saw that from an ESPN guy. And I just I don't think they're actually watching the games. I think they're <laughs> looking at the score. I think they're looking at the box score, which the box score, I know stat guys are always about stats, but they're right. not watching the actual game. And I, the Giants are, I mean, a terrible team. I mean, they're nowhere yeah. close to as good as the Titans are. They're probably... No bottom i'd say bottom 10 bottom eight in the league and i mean if we look at their previous scores i mean they beat the panthers 25-3 okay you know that's pretty good they're coming off of a pretty big win um but you know rams beat them 38-11 cowboys beat them 44-20 so i mean they're these high-powered offenses are scoring on them and 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 they're they're beat up particularly on offense uh barkley didn't play uh, we did see earlier, we're recording Thursday morning, so the injury report hasn't been released, Monday night game, so it doesn't come yeah. out on Wednesday, it comes out today. But uh, there are reports that uh, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, and Kadarius Toney were all practicing this week, um, and that's their, that's their skill positions right there. Yeah. Barkley starts with him. Um, so we won't know uh, their condition um, until there's an injury report. Uh, but having them a little beat up helps. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't have them um, last Sunday, and they won. Um, yeah. They beat the Panthers. So uh, this is a scrappy team. Um, I think that most Chiefs fans probably overlooked this Giants game, just put a W uh, on this game. But I really think this is going to be a competitive game. Um, if we're looking both on the offensive side, you know, D- Daniel Jones um, is not the greatest passer, but I think he's more athletic. Um, he can do more with his feet than people give him credit for. And I think a lot of people um, aren't paying attention. I, I just pulled up in the, um, in the uh, Panthers game, uh, eight carries, 28 yards, uh, as long as was, he had a 14-yard burst. And so, you know, I think um, they're scrappy. And if they get some of those skilled players back, um, I think this could be a a competitive game. Again, Mm -hmm. I would not have said that at the beginning of the year, but I think it's going to be a competitive game come Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it going that way. But I we're sitting here, I think it's week eight, I think. Is is that what week it is now? Yes. The NFL season is weird with 17 weeks. It's throwing me (laughs) off. I know. You know, we're sitting here week eight, Mahomes, Reed, they're all hearing all this, you know, they're terrible, Reed needs to get fired, Spag needs to get fired, <laughs> Mahomes, there's a petition for Mahomes to get benched. Um, oh, no. So, I mean, <laughs> they're hearing all this, and I think yep. Monday night, prime time against a lesser team, I think Reed has before, you know, held things back in the playbook. I'm not seeing that happen this game. I'm not no. going to predict a blowout. I won't predict a blowout. Uh, we'll get to our score predictions later. But I'm predicting it's going to look, 
we're going to see who the better team is, and it's going to be a dominant performance. Um, uh, maybe not showing score-wise. but Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I hope for. I mean, I just – I we were embarrassed on Sunday. I don't want the Chiefs to go out on Monday night football and embarrass themselves uh, against the Giants. And I think if – like I said earlier, if the offensive staff can wipe the slate – clean come up with uh, a game plan you know particularly for those scripted first 15 plays that we know Andy Reid likes to mm-hmm. run I mean that was the first half basically and we've seen years past especially with Alex Smith man the Chiefs would come out and they teams didn't know what to expect so I would love for Andy yeah. Eric Bieniemy, Kafka to come up with 15 scripted plays that have some tendency breakers. Don't run on first down, right? Which is typically what we see. Don't run on second um, and long like they always <laughs> do. Don't run on second and long. Throw in some of those RPOs, some of those end around, some of those pop passes, some of those um, underhand, you know, uh, throws to the tight end. Show us some, some wrinkles from that playbook. Uh, put together something that gets the ball out of Mahomes' hands quickly in the beginning. Um, because I don't know if hardly anyone's talking uh, about that pass rush uh, from the Giants, but they got some horses. Mm-hmm. Um, Aziz Adjulari, I said that name right. If that was someone I had circled, man, I would love to see the Chiefs draft. Yeah. Um, I think he had two sacks in that game. Mm-hmm um he's he's showing some juice i mean and and that's a speed guy yeah and uh so i think our tackles are struggling with that so i i think with a with a good game script like you said not trying to hold anything back but just throwing everything out there i think this could be um a good performance i'm not even gonna call it dominant because i you know i i picked the chief score in 42 points um, against against the Titans, and I'm not I'm not picking that until they can show me. Yep. We live in Missouri. This is the show me state. <sighs> Enough talk. You got to show me on the field some continuity, offensive line, some good decision making, Patrick Mahomes, and Dad Gummit. Everybody on the offensive side holding on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's something that we'll definitely have to see is I think turnovers have to stop. That's what's shooting yeah. us in the foot. That's why we lost at least two of our games. Uh, moving on to the other side of the football for this game. I mean, with all those injuries that they have for their skill position players, they don't got much. Um, I mean, even if Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, um, Galladay plays, Barkley plays, they're going to still be banged up. Um, so I don't know. We, I mean, it'll just be tough to say. But I think we match up well um, against, especially if Barkley doesn't play. Barkley, yeah. compared to Henry, I think our linebacker, especially Nick Bolton, matched up well against Henry for how well you can match up against Derrick Henry. No, they. I mean, they did. I yeah. think they held him to less than four yards per carry. Yeah. Um, you know, as awful as the defense played, against Derrick Henry, who is a dangerous offensive weapon. I mean, they, yeah. you know, Bolton and the defense look good. Saquon plays a little bit differently if he does play. I know he's dealing with that, I think, uh, ankle sprain. or Ankle, pretty, yeah. It was a pretty serious ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, so he's a lot quicker, quicker in his cuts. However, I still think we, 
I mean, it's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones isn't anything to write home about. He's a bottom 10 quarterback. He's not good. He's had a couple flashes. Um, and the, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he, he will throw the ball down the yeah. field and, he, and he'll, he'll, he'll throw it in tight windows. Yeah, he, he will. He, he, he ain't scared. Yeah. So the good thing about that is it gives the chiefs an opportunity on defense to get things right as a unit. Yep. Um, they're not, when they're in zone, they're not passing off people. Well, you're still seeing tight ends and receivers in the middle of the field. Linebackers aren't getting in position as well as they're playing against the run um corners and safeties we're just not communicating mm -hmm. well so this would be a good opportunity to fix some of those like communication yeah. issues. it definitely will and i know i said it earlier in the podcast uh, that i'll never say this but the o-line on the giant side is not good not i good. mean they're awful so our d-line i think really has to step it up and they have to get pressure i'm not even talking sacks i don't care or I do care about sacks, but I'm not going right. to put, you know, want them to get a three, four sack game. They've got to get pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's going to be the key to this game. Um, that's what I saw in the the second half of the Washington football team game. Yep. I think I said to while we're watching it, yeah. wow, they are, that D line's collapsing yeah. the pocket, just collapse the pocket on Daniel Jones and he'll make mistakes. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some over-unders. I think you got some over-unders for us. We were very off last week, but let's hope to get <laughs> yeah. hope to get right this. You know, we're not putting any money down, so we haven't lost any money, but we would have lost a lot of money last week. Hey, you know what, though? Last week we had over-under Derrick Henry rushing yards at 130, and I think we both took the over, and we were wrong on that. Because... I, I'm pretty sure I took the under because I, I wanted to set it at 100 yards. Did you take the under? I think right, I did. Well, I mean, I'll have to listen back. I can't remember. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure I took the over because I, I remember thinking if we could hold Derrick Henry to 150 yards, one touchdown, we got a chance. Well, uh, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, and everything else was about turnovers, Mahomes and Josh Gordon, and none of that uh, panned out. Okay, uh, since turnovers is an issue, um, looking at you, McCole Hardman, looking at you, Patrick LaVon Mahomes, because turnovers are an issue, I think the Chiefs are leading the league in turnovers. I'm going over under turnovers at 1.5. What do you got? Is this the week we go under? Or are we going to stay over 1.5 turnovers on offense? I mean, I, th I think you said it earlier. This is the show me state. I need proof. I need proof. I need to see with my eyes that we are going to protect the ball. And we're not going to turn the ball over. And until I see that, I'll take the over any day of the week. I'm hopeful that we won't turn over the ball. I think we need to not turn over the ball to have a dominant performance. However, I've seen no proof that we're caring about ball security. We're caring about, you know, interceptions. Um, you know, I'm fine if Mahomes throws a pick a game. I mean, I'm fine. 17 yeah, picks in the season. I'm fine with that. But the fumbles and the not catching the ball and it bouncing off their hands uh to count as an interception that is what needs to stop and i don't see that happening okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm taking the under Ooh. because i am with you in that i can live with a mahomes pick yeah and people can talk about that mahomes is a gunslinger that's what we love about him and you live and die by that and i don't mind he can throw a pick a game i don't care um but yes the fumbles have yeah. to stop the letting the ball pass through your hands 
Josh Gordon, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And I'm a Tyreek Hill fan, man. People both like in person and on Twitter, then they'll come after me when I say anything positive about Tyreek Hill. I like Tyreek Hill. I believe in Tyreek Hill, but he's had some too. And, and last game was Josh Gordon. I think though, this is a week they clean that up because I think again, the offensive plan is going to be about creating some stability on offense, short, quick passes, yeah. easy passes end rounds. Um, and so I think they're going to clean that up. Uh, so I'm taking the under maybe one Mahomes pick, but with turnovers at 1.5, I'm taking the under. All right. Since we're talking about Mahomes, we talk about Mahomes nearly every podcast. I am setting Mahomes total touchdowns at two. You going to take the over or are you going to be a bad Chiefs fan and take the under? I think this is a pretty easy one. I don't think this is very hard uh, to say. I think it's a pretty easy decision here. I don't think Mahomes is going to allow, or excuse me, is going to only get two touchdowns. I think Mahomes is mad. I think Mahomes is angry. He had zero touchdowns last game. I think he's going to go off. I think four to five touchdowns is what he's at, so I'll take Woo. the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I, I'm I'm not optimistic. I wouldn't go as far as saying four or five touchdowns because, again, you got to show me. And uh, I need some comp. My confidence in this team is, is really shot. Uh, but maybe he gets a rushing touchdown, two passing touchdowns. I'll, I'll take the over on that. Oh, um, so we uh, talked about the defense and yeah, I'm with you when you said, I don't really care about sacks. Well, I do care about sacks, but I don't really care about sacks. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, pressures is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. QB hits is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but America loves those sack stats. Uh, people who like big Macs around here like to get their buy one, get one free, which is yeah. big Macs are disgusting. It, yeah. it, it, it's gross. That's a hot take right there. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you, but dang, that's a hot take. You're a McDonald's hater. So, oh gosh, McDonald's is disgusting, but let's, let's set, um, over under sacks in this Monday night game at one lonely sack over under what do you think? I think I'll take the take the one sack. I don't think it's going to be over. I don't think it's going to be under. Okay. Uh, I, I think we'll get a sack. I think Mike Dana will, or Frank Clark will get a sack late into a ref. That's usually where they come from. Um, so I'll, I'll take the over. I'm going to be looking for this game. The key I'm going to be watching is that D-line to see how well they're getting pressure. Because um, yes. I think that's going to be important to disrupting Daniel Jones. Yes. Um, when he's under pressure, he's not good. Um, right. So I think that's what I'll I'll be looking for. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I am going to take the over. I think they get two sacks in this game. I think they're going to be improved. Uh, hey, went through this whole podcast and didn't shout out. Uh, Colin Saunders also had a great game. Yeah. Um, our friend Craig Stout at KC Sports Network had a great write-up and some uh, film study on that. Shout out to at Barley Hop on Twitter. Um, but yeah, Saunders played well, and uh, I don't know. I think the defensive line is going to play a little bit better, and so I got two sacks. Uh, sticking with the defense, last over under interceptions at 0. 0.5. Uh, 
I mean, this is tough. Come on. I, I'm going to take the over. I think it'll be one. Uh, I think Daniel Jones will force the ball. Yeah. And hopefully we can make something happen. I mean, since I'm predicting a couple turnovers, I think we'll have to get the ball back. I think we'll have to create turnovers. Uh, you know, so I, I think this is a Legereus Sneed game. This is what I'm going to predict. Yeah. I think Legereus Sneed has looked, I mean, pretty average. Yeah, not great. This, not okay. what we were expecting. Okay. But I think he's going to come back, lock down, and get a pick. Yeah, I uh, I, I like that as well. Um, I'm taking the over. We got at least one pick. Okay. Game prediction. The game we're going to be at. What do you have score and wins and all that? You know, I've got in my hands, obviously, this is an audio podcast, but in my hands, I've got a crystal ball. I've got this <laughs> crystal ball that I'm looking into and I'm, you know, rubbing whatever you do to get a crystal ball awakened. <laughs> um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the future. I'm seeing us sitting in the stands, high-fiving drunk people, yelling yes. and shouting. Because I'm predicting, and I know this is going <laughs> to, ah, I know this is going to look weird, but I'm predicting that we're going to score 48 points on the Giants to oh their measly 29 points. Or excuse me, 27 points. Sorry, I can't read. Uh, Give it to me again. Uh, 48 to 27 is my prediction. Now, I know, I know I just said that this is a show-me state. I need proof before I predict. But I, I've got this crystal ball. I, I, it's in my hands. I, I can see it right now. And we're going to be looking at each other. And when I'm right, and when we score that many points, I'm going to look over to you and be like, told you I got a crystal ball. All right. If they score 48 points, then you have to find one drunk guy in the stands and give him a full bear hug. <laughs> you do that? I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. They're drunk. They don't know. They'll they'll be hugging. Because, you know, the way it is at Arrowhead, you know, there are some who are more intoxicated than others. But you high-five everybody. And uh, that we have both been hugged by drunk people before. So, true. All right. I like that optimism. I... <laughs> I've already said my confidence is shot. I have to see it. So I am picking a uh, chiefs victory, but I only got the chief score in 27 points um, because I got to see them clean things up before I'm picking them yeah. to score in the thirties or forties again. Cause I, that, I'm a little jaded. I got 27, 20 chiefs. They win by a full touchdown. Um, and they're going to get some uh, field goals in there. Uh, what three touchdowns, two field goals. Uh, but I do feel good about Chiefs victory. We will be walking out of Arrowhead celebrating. We didn't go to a game last year, thanks COVID. Year before that, we went to that stupid Colts game, and uh, the Chiefs lost. And you know, walking out of Arrowhead after a loss is no, no fun. fun. I like walking out of Arrowhead. You know, going down the spiral tunnel with everyone doing the chop. Uh, but I got the Chiefs winning. Can't wait to go to the game. We're going to do some tailgating. Um, and so we'll have a lot to uh, share when we get back from the game on next week's podcast. But I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I think you got the wrong crystal ball or something. I'm pretty sure I have the right <laughs> one. So, uh... It's a jaded crystal ball. It's, <laughs> it's all cloudy. Yeah. It's all cloudy with my tears. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the KC Red Friday podcast, where we talk about your Kansas City Chiefs every single Friday. And again, we'll be at the game, so we'll get to see a little bit of a different viewpoint. I'm going to try to be watching the backside of the defense a little bit, be watching that. Um, And we'll be coming back, hopefully next week, with a Kansas City Chiefs victory. See ya! See ya.